Coming up in this episode of Abundantly Charged, Jill and I get to talk about intrapersonal skills with a sitting elementary principal. Stay tuned. Welcome to the premiere season of Abundantly Charged. We're your hosts, Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter, and Jill Lewis, CEO of Brilliance and Beyond. In this season, we'll mix interviews and great conversations with in-depth thinking around key social and emotional skills we need as educators to keep us fully prepared to successfully navigate the demands of teaching and leading in the 21st century classrooms. The demands of the educational system have never been stronger. While we all know we need transformative change to revolutionize this troubled system, ensuring our own high-powered social and emotional skills will help each of us navigate these changes while developing these critical skills in our students, too. Join us as we explore how we remain abundantly charged. Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Abundantly Charged. I'm Dr. Grant Chandler. And I'm Jill Lewis. And together, Grant and I are very excited to welcome you to this podcast, Abundantly Charged. This is episode four, and I am really excited to uh, to connect Scott Martin to Abundantly Charged and to our my co-host. Scott Martin is an elementary school principal in a northern Midwestern district. Scott Martin, welcome to Abundantly Charged. Thank you, and it's good seeing you guys. We have, as you know, been talking about in our, our, our first couple of episodes um, how incredibly important it is for educators to, to think about and figure out for themselves um, how they can remain abundantly charged. We've talked about how very difficult it is to work in education in the midst of a global pandemic. And we've also talked about how, you know, the, the expectations that are on all of us as teachers and leaders are just, uh, can be completely overwhelming. And this, uh, this podcast isn't about fixing those systemic issues. That's another one down the road, but it's about how we can think about uh, what we need to do for ourselves to, to function as best we can in, in the chaos of the pandemic and other things. So, uh, so anyway, this is just a great conversation. We're so, so excited to have you here. Um, why do you think and this is a question for all of us, right? Why do you think it's so important to talk about and to support educators in being abundantly charged? Um, I think it's important to talk about because the educators are the ones that are in front of the kids every single day. You know, we want to make sure that we're supporting our teachers, our staff, whoever, whoever has contact with those students every single day to make sure we're providing the best services possible to those students. If we're not taking care of ourselves, we let things in our own lives get in the way of what's taking place in the schools. It, it just is a recipe for disaster, really. You know? So we need to make sure that we're, we're taking care of ourselves first before we take care, care of everyone else. So kind of like that idea from that first episode of putting on your own oxygen mask before you assist others. Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. in, in your first 
your first episode, you talked about individuals who sat out in their trucks and listened to the radio for a long period of time. I can tell you that I'm one of those individuals and I'm guessing you probably got that from me. I did. As a matter of fact, you were exactly the person who was in, who was you know, in my head when I was talking about that. Right. So, you know, mentally preparing for the things that are brought your way on a daily basis, teachers, administrators, um, custodians, whoever it is in a, in a building, you know, they're faced with hundreds of decisions to be made or students sharing things. And it can be a lot to take in. And if you're not taking care of yourself, or your your own mindset, those they can be heartbreaking. I, I I've said this before. You know, some of the things that our students are going that are going on in our students' lives, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. And that's what the reality is of their life. They go home to it every single day, or they're exposed to it every single day, and it it's exhausting. You know, and when whether I'm being the principal here at my school or a teacher in a classroom. You, you always say that you're not going to take your student problems on, but they're your students. You care about your students and you end up taking their problems on. What does that mean for you? And, and, you know, when you think about taking a student's problems on. For me, I don't, I don't want to see kids suffer. You know, I became a teacher, became an educator because I wanted to help. So Scott, you know, you mentioned um, it's a mindset that you were really trying to grasp onto when you were, you were there. And when, when you think about mindset and how exhausting every day is, how do you, how do you prep yourself for that mindset? Like what is actually going through your mind when you're getting ready to walk into a building, knowing all of these different things that your students are going through, what types of um, ways that you're going to have to change direction on a dime throughout the day. Like, I mean, even to the point of how many classes you've covered because teachers have been out, how many classes have other teachers covered because they've been on there, you know, cause they're different for, you know, their colleagues are out as well. To be honest, the initial feeling is numb. I think, unfortunately where we're at and a lot of educators are at is numb. I, you, you hear stories, you hear issues, you hear all of these things taking place in kids' lives or staff members' lives or your own life, and you almost become numb to it. Actually, I was talking with one of my staff members, and we had an issue. I don't even remember what the issue was, but within after that issue was resolved, within 30 seconds, I was on to a fight on the playground. And then after that, I was, you know, having the police come to the front of the building because somebody made a threat or whatever it may be you just become numb to it and it just becomes second nature. So do you ever get to a place where you feel the emotion that you've gone through at all? Is there any downtime throughout, whether that's on the weekends, whether it's at the end of the school year, um, do you have that opportunity or do you have that time that you take to do that as well as your staff members? I think it goes in waves. I, I really think it does. I, weekends tend, I would say probably for most staff members is a, a good time to come back down a little bit. Um, for me, it's between issues, you know, I mean, with being in administration, some of the issues aren't just a daily thing. It could be a weekly thing or a monthly thing. So 
once I'm able to move on from an issue, I'm able to give myself a little bit of time. But then again, knowing that as soon as one issue is resolved, three more are waiting in the wings, you know, so it's just finding that time to disconnect. And I know some people, you know, they, they schedule time into their calendars or different things like that. For me, particularly what helps me is outdoors being in outdoors. So that's something that I've actually had to put into my calendar is time to go for a walk in the woods or go hunting or fishing or whatever that may be, because silence is really, really good for me. You know, so one of the things that, you know, I've known you for many, I'll say many years. I mean, not, you know, not a decade or anything yet, but I've known you for a few years. And one of the things that has always been really, really interesting to me about you, and there are again many, but the 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 one is how you are incredibly in tune with your own. You know when it's time to go into the woods, for example, and I'm using that into the woods as a as a way of you know tying self awareness to self management. You know when whatever it is, you know, hey, life in schools is tough. <laughs> We've clarified that. Yep. Yep. It is. And I don't see it getting any easier anytime soon. Um, but yet you're able to figure out um, and, and to, to truly identify when your thoughts and emotions and your own behavior, you know, when you're at a place where you need to do something about that. And that means that's for you usually going outside. <laughs> Can you, and not trying to, you know, dive into your personal, your personal business or anything, but, but, you know, why is, what is it about outside and that action for you that is um, recharging? Well, I think first, you know, it wasn't a smooth transition. There's a few bumps in the road along the way as well before getting there, but it really started with self-reflecting. And, you know, finding out, okay, where is my point? And once I was able to identify that, then when I'm out in the woods or walking or whatever, it's, it's just that this, that's, that's what allows me to disconnect. And I think different people have different things that helps them disconnect. That just happens to be my trigger that just makes me disconnected. You know, some people may be reading a book, some people may be swimming, whatever it may be, just, you know, as soon as my truck hits that magic road that has woods in it, then that's where my disconnect is. So how important is it for all of our teachers and leaders to be that in tune with our own thoughts, emotions, and behaviors? Well, I think it's critical because parents are trusting us with their, their children every single day. And if we're not in our own, if we're not in a healthy mindset ourselves, how are we going to be healthy for the students that we serve? And how does being, how does really knowing and being really able to identify thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, right? And then knowing when it's time to, you know, we got to do something about that. We have to, you know, there's, there's some, uh, some type of management, you know, where we got to, we got to, we either, we're either staying too far in the negative or we're too out there in the positive and, or we have difficulty we're fluctuating back and forth in our, you know, we're, we're erratic. How important 
uh, how important is that for teachers today? What should, to what degree should we all as teachers and leaders be focused in on our own intrapersonal skills, really being in touch with our own thoughts, emotions, and behaviors and what we do about them? I think we need to be pretty in touch with them. I mean, if you think about it, if, if you're miserable at your job, are you going to give your best effort? You know, so I, I, we have to be in touch with ourselves and then everything else will take care of itself. We have to make sure, as I said, that we're in a good place. You know, and so Scott, the crazy thing is that there's no one answer to how to get to that good place. It's different for every single person that's going to listen to this podcast and every single person that walks through a school every single day. It's just that self-reflection to figure out what do you need as the individual to get you where you need to be. Jill, you were going to ask a question. Right. And so I, Scott, I was wondering um, when you were thinking about your own staff uh, and their time, as well as your meeting times and what you have to accomplish in your day-to-day structure, how are you helping your staff by facilitating ways that they can be self-aware and then how they can self-manage? Well, I think for me first, I, I need to know my staff. Yeah, I can't promote anything if I don't know them. So I, I try to understand what's going on in their lives and different things like that, because a lot of, I'll speak just on my staff. They're not going to tell me that, Hey, this is going on in my life. I'm not feeling a hundred percent, whatever, you know? So having that relationship with them, knowing who they are, what they like, different things like that, you have to utilize those, those tools to really have a reading on if they're on their, on their best game or not. Cause I know every, every person's not on their top of their game every single day. And I, I see that just walking into the classroom, but we also have to figure out how to capitalize on that. And because again, every day is one day in a student's life. They only get so many days of education mm-hmm. after that and good luck. Right. So we have so- to capitalize on that. So you talked about relationship and you have to have a relationship with your staff and really anyone you're inter- interacting with there within your school setting. So if you were to take like three different top ways that you build relationship with your staff, what are those top three ways that you do that? I would say the number one way is conversation. Like just talk with them. Um find out what's going on in their life, what they like, who their favorite sports team is, what their spouse does, whatever that may be, what kind of activities do they like. Um, The second one is I like to go in their classes and be an active participant in their classes. Like, let me see you at your best. Let me see you at your worst. And then let me see in between. But I like to be in the classroom, seeing how they're interacting with kids. You can learn a ton about a teacher just watching them interact with the kids in their classroom, you know, and being an active participant in that as tells me a lot about the person, what they're, what, what they want and how they're going to get there. And I think those are probably the two, I know you said three, but those are the, for me, those are the two that I like to really utilize. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, what, what was interesting there is it really picked up on the vulnerability 
So you're asking them to be vulnerable, seeing them at their best, seeing them at their not so best, and maybe that mediocre aspect, but really understanding them, which is partially that relationship. And so how is it then that you allow them to see your, your vulnerabilities? That's a, that's a good question. Um, you know, I probably don't show it enough because as a school leader, I view my position as I'm the person who's going to take care of the problems outside of your classroom because the primary purpose for you is to educate the students. So if you have an angry parent, if you have an angry whoever, let me deal with it. I'm in your classroom enough. I, my job is to defend what's going on in your classroom. And it's not your job to have to deal with angry parents or those types of things. You know, so I really, I try to take a lot of that silliness out of it so they can focus on the, what they really need to focus on, which are the kids in front of them. I know that kind of dodged the question a little bit. But. No, I, I, um, I was just, you know, I'm thinking back to my days in the classroom and how does that equate to what, you know, the message that was sent right. while I was in the classroom versus and when. I just want my teachers, my goal is for my teachers to know that I have their back no matter what. And do you think more and more, especially over the past couple of years, that that has rang tried and true simply because of the pandemic and because of what's been going on? I think so. Yeah. You know, and I'm happy if I can walk out of the building and teachers know that no matter what happens, that I'm going to support them, then that's my job. As the educational leader, I'm, I'm there to get results, but I'm also there to support them because I, as one individual, I can't get results without the other, however many staff members seeing the kids every single day. Is that just your job, Mr. Martin, or is that just who you are as a human being? It's just my desire to help as many kids as possible. So it's Would really you? your character then. I hope so. You know, there may be some people who disagree, but yeah. And I've, like. I've, seen, I've seen you in action and I've listened to you enough that you also have a reputation. So you didn't identify number three, but I will. So regulating our own thoughts, our own emotions, and our own behaviors empowers us to succeed, not just on the job, but you know, in life as well, right? And, and from your lens, what happens when these things are not in abundance? When we are not, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, we have to also be real. We're going to have ups and downs, you know, and we have to understand that we, everything's not going to be perfect. And we're not always going to be charged how we should be for our students every single day. So we have, we have to be real with ourselves and understand that I'm going to have the highs. I'm going to have the lows, you know, and we have to make sure that we can maneuver and use those highs and lows to our advantage to make sure we can get as much as we can out of those things and make sure that the lows don't, don't take us to a place they shouldn't and make sure the highs don't make us feel on a level that we're superior to anyone else. So we, re we really have to be within ourselves to figure out how it all goes together because it's, it's more like a roller coaster than anything. So then, Scott, I'm thinking of this because it is, and I, I love that that 
picture of that roller coaster. You know, you've got your highs, you've got your lows, you've got your dips. And then of course, you've also got that momentum that slows down when you hit that curve on that bottom low. How is it that you see many of your teachers getting out of that low so that they can keep pressing forward? We know that uh, many of our teachers have like hit that slump in September when we just started back to school in August. And usually that hits at that, I would say, you know, springtime, uh, spring break time where that low kind of hits and then how we recharge and bring ourselves back up. So with that, how are you seeing teachers moving out of the low on a daily basis? I think some teachers are, you know, with so much um, research in SEL now and all of those types of things, I think in our, in my building, you know, we've dedicated 15 minutes every single day to SEL. And the crazy thing about SEL is just because the teachers are teaching, it doesn't mean that they're not taking something away from it as well. You know, so a lot of the ideas and the concepts we're talking about there are also could apply to our teaching staff. So, you know, I think they're more aware of what their needs are. And I think they're more willing because it's not like that, that hidden thing in the closet anymore. Mental health is like out. It's the big thing now. So they're, they're more willing to admit and say, Hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I need. And I think that has, is helping teachers make that shift a little bit more smoothly. Tell us then you said 15 minutes daily that teachers are spending on SEL. Give us a rundown or what does that look like and sound like in the classroom? So, you know, we're, one of the lessons that we talk about is building friendships, you know, so just how, how do students go about building friendships? How do adults go about building friendships? You know, that, that initial interaction. Okay. So we got through the awkward hellos and different things like that. How do we maintain a friendship? And then within our classroom, we do some, some modeling and different things like that. Or, you know, we do some read alouds where we found some some children books that kind of go into detail of how to do that, you know? So we're, we're taking it in a bunch of different ways. We've had some videos created by some outside people where they kind of do their message that way. So we're not just doing it. This is the same thing every single day. We're trying to utilize a bunch of different tactics. Like I'm going to use say to try to get that point across with both staff and students. And then the nice thing with our SEL is it's something that everybody participates in outside of myself one of our office people and then the, the the cafeteria people serving breakfast in the classrooms, everybody's participating in SEL. So, you know, it, we've really adopted it school-wide. And like I said, because we've adopted it school-wide, I think people are more willing to have some of those conversations, both with me and I think with themselves. That's great. How important is that to making sure we have as many highs as possible. I think it's, I think it, it's a, it's a guide where we, I don't, when I went through school, when I was in high school and like, we didn't ever see anything like that. This is relatively new in schools. And so I think teachers are learning a lot and it's allowing them to recognize some of those traits in themselves before they hit those lows. So then we're maintaining at least medium level rather than low. So what do you hope, you know, our hope, Jill's and mine, our hope is that 
this podcast is, uh, you know, a frequent and regular conversation for educators around how important it is to focus, you know, on ourselves, you know, in order to be able to, you know, deal with how difficult, you know, education is, but also to make sure that we're in the very best place we can be both professionally and personally, right? And the, the, that importance of that social and, and emotional health. What is it that you think would be really helpful? What would, you know, if your teachers were listening to this podcast week after week after week, what is it that you hope they would get from conversations like this one today? Um, my number one hope would for, would be for across the board, teachers, administrators, whoever, to realize that they're not alone. You know, there's, there's a whole group of people who know exactly what you're going through to some extent, and they're not alone. And there's certainly power in, in being together, right? And, and understanding the difficulties that, that we all face at, from time to time. Right. And, uh, you know, hopefully for me, hopefully the, the amount of time that we spend in the truck contemplating whether we're going inside or not gets small, you know, there are days and sure there are weeks when that's a big, hefty, a big, hefty self-talk to, to get there. But I hope that those, that those conversations and those, those, um, periods where we're contemplating going into the building become shorter and shorter as we figure out, you know, how to, how to take better care of ourselves. Right. And the whole truck story, you know, that was actually, I brought that up at a full staff meeting. So we I, had a yeah, I heard staff member at this meeting and it was a zoom meeting. And, you know, if, if you're not real, it doesn't mean anything. And that's as real as I can be. That's the struggle that I face from time to time. So, yeah. you know, if, if you want to get results, you also have to be real. Yeah. And, you know, you are, you are not the first, you will never be the last who sat in their car. <laughs> right. I, I, re I remember your story, but I think sadly there are thousands and thousands, if not millions of, of other examples of where we have hesitated to some degree, uh, getting started in our day when we, we felt, we felt less than abundantly charged to go in there and, and do what we need to do. Jill, any final questions or final thoughts that you want to make as we wrap up this episode? Well, Scott, we just want to thank you so much for coming with us today and answering well, these you questions. Guys. Great. I think, you know, as we continue to dig into SEL and continue down the pathway of of filling the buckets of teachers that they have to start with themselves and they have to do it themselves and really be able to recognize that and identify that piece. And as we continue to move forward, especially during this time, you know, our hope is that each one of these different ways that you talked about, you know, the first two ones that you mentioned, as well as the, the tool that Grant mentioned for how we can do that ourselves really is important for teachers to take in and take um, take note of in order to be the healthiest they possibly can. Absolutely. So thank you very much, Scott Martin, for joining us today. Until next time, let's remain abundantly charged.
Thank you for joining us for this episode of Abundantly Charged. New episodes drop every Tuesday afternoon beginning January 18th and running through March 22nd. We'll take a break and then return with Season 2 in mid-April. Abundantly Charged is a production of Students Matter, LLC, and Brilliance and Beyond, LLC. Our show's theme music, Something Different, was written and performed by Reve and obtained through Soundstripe.com. Like what you hear? Make sure you never miss an episode. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes or Spotify, and it could also be found on our website at abundantly-charged.captivate.fm slash episodes. If you like our show, please leave us a review. We would love to hear what you like. Until next time, remember, let's remain abundantly charged.